Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and this is episode 132. We are your host, Nathan McFly with Shit Nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to that motherfucking nation of domination. Shout out to that motherfucking her business. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Shout out to Storyline Tees. My name is Woodrow. Como le va? <laughs> Yo. What's good, it's your boy B-I-N-G, Ben, you heard? What's poppin', what's poppin'? What's going on, fellas? I'll tell you what's going on, bro. What? I'm actually, I'm gonna tell you what gets me excited in uh, 2020. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like two and a half months. My wife, yeah, my wife is sick of me. Yeah, bro. I don't know if you can see through the john, but you know the yeah, side that, here. The side here used to be fade. skin fade. Yeah, it used to be a skin fade, but you, your fingers disappear in your side here now. <laughs> yeah, something like that, bro. She looks, she looks sick. Oh. It looked like it looked like an expensive shirt. <laughs> boy, <laughs> I'm laying my. You know, I, I know you see the the top joints. <laughs> top hair growing. I'm yeah. getting my shit oh, braided. You, young you Irish. Push the, you push the top hair to the side a little bit. You look like a skeeter. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I be doing, bro. Yeah, I don't be knowing what to do with this shit, son. Just get one braid in the middle of your head and just rock it well, out. Listen, as long as long as you don't get lipo and put it on your IG, I think <laughs> you're fine, bro. <laughs> Yo, can that can we say that is the nastiest moment? Did we need to know what the inside of fucking Funk Flex fat looked like, bro? I don't think we did. Why it looked like fruit punch? I had fun. It was a great experience. Like nigga, you was getting stabbed. Fuck is you talking about? You have fun. Like why it looked like fruit punch? Oh man, because he's fucking. <laughs> That's right, man. Funk Master Flex reporting live on the fucking surgery table. Okay, yeah. listen up, New York. <laughs> the underarm the fat is gone. <laughs> the back city fat is gone. I'm out here looking like a bad bitch. <laughs> the extra skin patch in my belly. The shit is gone, nigga. Yo, that's nasty. Dude. Yo, Funkmaster Flex wild out, son. That nigga is wild in, son. That What's shit is going to go down in the history, bro, of the one of the worst hip-hop moments for 2020 what my nigga like this is the dj that like checks 
niggas gangster, bro. Calls niggas snitches. Goes in on niggas history. And then try to have a talk show on YouTube with old school drug dealers. He's doing that? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's some Queen's picture. Hell first, nigga. What you mean? He's trying to have a snatch waist. Niggas out here. Niggas out looking like a baddie. Yo, you like Orlando Jordan. Fuck are you doing? Call me Young Columbia. (laughs) Yo, listen. On some real shit, there was no need. There was no need to... Put that on the gram, bro. Like, yeah. come on, man. There was no need for that. You got a check yeah, that was from reason. Well, uh, he just he got a check. It was worth it. Like, <laughs> he got a check from who? Doctor Bernstein, who <laughs> surgery. <laughs> the fuck? Nigga went to Doctor Miami real quick. <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> nigga went. To, nigga went to Doctor South Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hub 149 He wasn't on Southern <laughs> He wasn't on the Boulevard Fucking <laughs> fuck flex bro Oh my god right, uh, yo. That, shit, that, yo, that shit is in the same building As the Harlem Music Hut One flight up <laughs> <laughs> bro, What was that shit that he used to he used to promote downtown and house the street for uh, Music Factory. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Nigga took it back. <laughs> oh, my God. He's Austin, Burkita. Vic's Music Hut. He's out Yo, I can't front. I was one of those niggas that would defend uh, Funk Flex because, because I always felt he was important in hip-hop Especially when we were younger, like during that golden age, he was kind of oh, that voice true. on the radio. But like all the dumb shit that he's done in the past, you know, I've never been able to get over the whole his whole lugs run neither. Like that shit, like took him down some shit, and just yeah, just the way he be talking on the radio and all that, like it just it's like it just became harder and harder as I became an adult, like to fuck with him. And now this, it's like, what the fuck? What's wrong with Flex? Flex. This nigga's spinning from the surgery table tonight. Fuck out of here. Still leaking. Oh, nigga's spinning from the recovery room. <laughs> All bandaged but, up and shit. Yo, but my man, it's like you get like you getting lipo to Wu Tang's cream, bro. <laughs> not even no, no, not cream to ice cream. Ice cream, yeah. Yo, that was that was a joint talking about females, bro. <laughs> We had to get in the mood, son. We had to get in the mood. What you mean? This, yo, he thought, right. this guy thought he was a double chocolate. He thought it was butter beacon. <laughs> you looking good, fly color nation. Oh, yo. <laughs> Yo, if if around the way girl was playing after that, oh, oh my god, this <laughs> nigga was playing around the way girl and hey lover after that, bro. He put that <laughs> up, OJ hit. 
dancing in the mirror with his bandages. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, somebody's a baddie. <laughs> I need it around the way, girl. That's me, bitch. <laughs> can't wait. He can't wait for them bandages to come off. He can't oh. wait for the summer. It's lit. This thing oh, is lit. Hot girl summer. <laughs> Size 28 waist skinny jeans. He's out here. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> man. Alright, can we not talk about Funk Flex no more? Yeah, I could just like, you know, see like the fat in the tube and it's just like Yeah, Funk Master Nana. Funk Master Nana, yeah, you're right. Lord but um <laughs> Yo, but uh besides all, all that craziness, um yo R.I.P. Pat Patterson, bro. Words on Stooges, uh, the right, Stooges, okay. B. Yo, bro, one of talk, the loudest, talk about it. One of the loudest pops ever, ever, ever is when him and Briscoe <laughs> beat the Beast Street Posse and made them both tap out in the middle of the ring at the same time. <laughs> My nigga, that fucking crowd lost their shit. I'm getting goosebumps. Lost their shit. Yep. Lost their shit for these niggas, and it's like. Yeah, we knew they was wrestlers, but we was too young to watch any of this shit. Now with the right. network, I've gone back and seen some of his shit. Bro, he was a super fucking heel. Hated, got super fucking heat. Like, bro, he was he was the man in his in his time, you know what I mean? And like a lot of these wrestlers have said, the best finished man in the business. Like yes. our yes. favorite moments, some of our favorite match finishes are because of fucking Pat. Like, niggas will put the whole match together and, damn, I don't know how to finish it. Pat will be like, oh, what do you guys got? Why don't you try this? And everyone will just look at each other like, what the fuck you ain't thinking that? Like, why the fuck you ain't thinking that? Like, that's why a nigga's a genius. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. The Roar Rumble, like, bro, that's a crazy. Big... I didn't know that. Yeah, bro. He invented yeah. the Rumble. He invented a Rumble. Well, first Intercontinental oh. Champion, he won in DK in a tournament in brazil but that's bullshit that, that never happened <laughs> <laughs> never went down. he just showed up one day with a title like okay yeah there's a couple of champion um yeah bro and like yo everyone knows openly gay he didn't hide it they didn't really talk about it they didn't bring it up on screen or anything like that or in none of his storylines when he was wrestling but his partner was with him for like 30 years louis yeah until he passed oh, away right so he but, passed um, away Around I, I, in that time, it was different. Like everybody knew he was gay, but it wasn't something to you know bring out to the masses. It wasn't like it, it, it's not like how it is now. Like oh, look at him, he's openly gay, he's out here doing his thing. Like people knew and just respected the craft. You know right. what I'm saying? They respected him as a person, as an individual. And I I just always thought that that was an amazing thing. And he actually got to come out to the public. When they did uh, Legends House, and you know, I went back and seen episodes of that on, on the network, and I'm and I'm looking, and I'm like, wow, like there's people here that are not here with us no more. Right. And it's not only Pat Patterson. It's Pat Patterson, Brody Piper, Mean uh, Gene. Mean Gene. You had you had little little guest spots there with Howard Finkel. Right. Right. Like right. holy shit. Like you, that that my nigga. That's a generation right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He was 
He refereed the main event of WrestleMania 1. Right. You know, with Hulk Hogan, uh, Mr. Wow. T versus Roddy Piper, and was it Paul Orndorff, right? Or, no, no. Was it Paul Orndorff? Orndorff, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he was there for for big moments. He was a part of big moments. Like, I put up the other day, I mean, yesterday, when, when he passed away, which was, like, one of my favorite Stooge segments, where he won the hardcore title from... <laughs> From Brisco. So he hit him with the you bottle. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, yo, just and then they used to come out to Hulk Hogan's theme music. I thought that shit was the funniest shit ever, bro. I remember that. Yo, remember when Brisco had the fucking evening gown match? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying, like the the whole fuckery of wrestling is not really there no more. Right. And he understood concept. He understood finishes. He understood the psychology of not only a match, but how to bring bring out a segment. You feel what I'm saying? And yo, dude, it's like, you know, I went back and I started listening to him just talk about the business. Like there was an episode of the Stone Cold podcast he had with him. And he he talks about it like you know like yeah you know we used to go he's like yo, you know what's the problem with these these young wrestlers they want to go and get their dream job they get their dream job and they do anything and everything they try to keep it, even take on uh, segments and gimmicks that are not for them, just so they could be on TV and then they fuck it up. He's like you know what we used to do back in the day, he's like I'll stay here for a little while he's like if it's not for me I'll just keep it moving. And and find your craft. Like a, a lot a lot of you know, he's like a lot of the young guys, he's like everybody's very talented, very athletic, but nobody is trying to find their craft. And I and that that's what stuck with me. I, out of that whole hour and a half episode with, with Austin, almost two hours, that's what stuck with me. That he said that a lot of people are not trying to find their craft. And you can see that. Right. Right. You know? He's a and fucking wrestling he, genius, man. He worked with all the greats, bro. He was the person behind a lot of those Hogan finishes. Yeah. A lot of Bret Hart wins. A lot of those Undertaker wins. Like Rock. moments that we that stick out. Yo, Pat had a hand in that shit, a direct hand in that shit. Yep. And it's like, yo, his his influence and just like his love for the business, like you said, bro, he loved the love business. It. Even love in his 70s, still, but when he would, he didn't even come around a lot, but he would, that nigga would, oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, why don't you try this? Oh, what are you doing tonight? Why don't you try that? And people would be like, damn, bro, he still fucking got it. Like, he hasn't even been around, and he just, he just knows he can just pick it up. And just all the wrestlers he's touched and all that shit, like, it's a sad day, bro. It's like it's like when Howard Finkel died. Like it's like damn, bro. Like that nigga's part of our childhood in a way. Like the Stooges were part of our our teenage years, our very formative years. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the shit they did sticks out, and I can just I remember, and it makes me laugh now to this day. And I'm like, that just goes to show you, bro. Them niggas were a different level. It was a different game with them. And, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson, man, a legend, bro. Legend indeed, bro. Right now, rest in peace. Uh, 
you know, just wanted to, uh, you know, take some time out and, you know, give him his his respect, what he's doing. Absolutely, you know? Absolutely bro. Absolutely. But, uh, yo, listen, man, we we got some real wrestling this week. I mean, I, I, I want to get into SmackDown, but we're going to get into that later on in this episode. We got to start off with what we seen last night on TNT. What we saw last night is a public display, a partnership between two entities, between two companies that are on TV, that have their own networks. At a time where people are trying to get ratings, we've seen AEW and Impact come together. A lot of people are, you know, asking and wanting AEW New Japan because to them, that's the perfect fit. But now that I think about this a lot more, this looks really good. This looks really good. I just think it looks a lot better for Impact than it does for AEW. Absolutely a lot better for Impact. AEW is on a a bigger, more major network than Impact is on. Yes, Impact's been around, bro. Impact's been around. They've gone through the ringer. They've gone through a lot of shit. 18 name changes. (laughs) Name changes, a million different owners. And, like, look, they still around. You know what I mean? They're still kicking. And right now, they have a really good roster, bro. A really good women's division. They got a couple of guys there that are, like, that can benefit from crossing over from AEW. And you know what? AEW got guys that can benefit, too. Because they're not really being used. They can be used on Impact to bring that up. Impact is also filming shows with no fans. So for them to get that talent around people kind of helps them too. You know what I'm saying? To to build them up. And it's like, you see what it is. Like, Don Callis is running Impact. He's close with Kenny. Kenny's EVP of AW. This looks like something that's been in the works for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was something they were looking for. They were looking and hoping for it. Right, something they was trying to do. But it's like, it brings up another point of like, they're talking about AEW New Japan. Bro, New Japan does not fuck with Impact since what they did with Okada. Whatsoever, yeah. They don't fuck with them. And also, AEW is working with AAA, and New Japan don't fuck with AAA either. They work work with CMLL. So that kind of like shuts the door on any type of AEW new japan collaboration in a way but this opens the door to possibly nwa working with them which we've seen nwa work with AEW in the past and organ has history with impact all those bad seeds that were there before they're all gone so maybe he is more willing to work with impact now and yo you got to bring ring of honor into it too they're starting to run shows again they need to rebuild their audience again. You know, they just did their pure tournament, which was it was really good. But it, without people, it definitely lacked. They like they don't have the the production value of the show. They just they're missing something. Kind of like Impact too. They're missing something. So it's like with AW being on its platform, having people in the crowd, being able to mix up this talent, so to say. They need that. It's dope. Like it's fucking dope, nigga. You got a whole sample platter at your table. What do you want, B? You want Impact versus AEW? We got you. You want Ring of Honor versus NWA? We got you. And Impact and AEW still gonna be involved well, in that. You, you still, but you you mean NWA with NWA with uh, what you call it, with AEW? Because right. 
They have the women's title on AEW television. You know, they, they've already done uh, a match between their world's champion and Cody. Right. So they, there's there's a connection there. Now, right, if you right, have right. all three of them plus AAA coming into the mix, there's a lot of things to do there. And Ring of Honor. No, but to me, I don't think Ring of Honor is going to be nowhere near what AEW is doing with Impact and, and all these. I, and, I feel okay. that. Exactly, right. like ROH has their has their like little relationship with New Japan. ROH has their relationship with CMLL, where they get like you know the the guys from Mexico, like Rush, who is the fucking ROH champion at the moment. You know what I'm saying? They get people like that. It's just it, it's just like really interesting to me how you have those three companies on one side. And three companies on the other side, and then they ask Triple H, "Oh, are you, are you cool with working with other companies?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm all for it." Business, but then right. my thing is this: people tend to forget that we had Jushin Thunder Liger at a fucking NXT takeover That's a couple right. of years ago, who was a New Japan legend. You know what I'm saying? We've had New Japan talent come in and out. I, I said we like like we on that shit, but you know what I'm saying. Like the WWE, the WWE has has been done that, you know. And I just feel like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We just got to see how they're gonna maneuver right now. They 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 put they put their you know they put their chess pieces in. Now let's see who's gonna make the moves and let's see who's gonna get the checkmate and see how this is gonna come accumulate. Because at the end of the day. They can only do this for so long. If it's an invasion angle, it can't go on forever. We've seen it. Uh, WWE, when they were getting into the attitude of everyone, they were just coming into it. They had they tried to do an invasion angle with ECW. You know, I remember I remember when I stood up one night and I don't know where fucking Jerry Lawler is there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Or like RVD just magically showed up on Raw. Right, 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 right. You Bro, know, all you that know, was fly, but only for a couple of months. Because after that, you ain't give a shit about it no more. Right. You know what's crazy, though? Like, and we didn't even really talk about the match yet, but with Omega winning, right? Yeah. Like, look at the influence that Bullet Club has had on the wrestling world. Yes. Yo, I'm going to go as far as to say <clears throat> they've made more stars than NWO and DX combined. Because if you look at NWO, uh, the niggas was already established. The main people in NWO. Only a couple of people like Scott. They were superstars. They were superstars all together. But I'm talking about people that came in there. Like, alright. So look at look at look at Bullet Club. Omega's the like AW. niggas that made a name through Bullet Club. Right. Omega's the AW champion. And Adam Cole was the longest reigning NXT champion. AJ Styles is a two-time WWE champion plus multiple other titles. Fucking Finn Balor, Universal Champion, current NXT champion. The Young Bucks, AW Tag Team Champions. Um, the fucking Good Brothers, Impact Tag Team Champions. WWE, former WWE Tag Team Champions. Like, bro. No, the influence is there. I'm not, I'm not doubting the influence. But it's it's like if you look at what's going on right now with this with this collaboration, so to say, or, or what's going on between AW Impact, bro. There's so many 
potential feuds, so many potential things to come back together. Because, look, you know they're going to have a segment with the Good Brothers and Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that somehow, some way, the Good Brothers and the Bucks are going to cross paths on TV. Like, you know that's just going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, definitely. And it's just like, it's like, yo, it's dope. It's so dope for wrestling for this to be happening for that for that wrestling fan base that I feel like that's just gonna make WWE play ball. They're gonna they're gonna look at another company and be like, you, we're gonna fuck with y'all, and you, we're gonna fuck with y'all because they're doing that over there. We're gonna do some fly shit over here, and I can see it happening, bro. I can see it. I can see them doing some shit. But this is WWE teams up with New Japan. Like, you know what I mean? See, that, that'll be something, but this is my thing, though. WWE was doing that on the low for the last couple of years. They were. With well, a you, lot know what ended up, you know what ended up happening? All those European indies that everybody loved, they just ended up buying the shit. Oh. Evolve Wrestling. We're not, we're, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to go to LaBoom and go see Evolve anymore. WWE bought that shit out. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Where are them niggas at? Only eight of them got signed. Some of them are in, are in the Performance Center. Some of them we're going to get to see on NXT. Who the fuck knows? Right. But right now, WWE, they have to look for something that people are going to be like, nah, they didn't just do that. Of course, the big thing would be New Japan. Of course, that would be the big thing. I don't know how New Japan feels about it because, you know, the last time they did a show with ROH, they wasn't really feeling it. The whole shit with the Enzo running and all the other shit. That's like you know, I know I know that's like a little salt on the wound and shit like that. But yeah, Ring of Honor almost fucking ended their own own company by doing that stupid shit. Well, my thing is this though. You know what that you know what that did for Ring on it? That shit put a lot of people's attention onto them because, yo, it's fuck yo. Regardless regardless how anybody feels about Enzo, motherfucker, yo, he knows how to get people to watch. Bro, they were supposed to do a program <laughs> with Tama. And then and, he fucked it up. He started yeah. it personal, talking about his mom and his girl, and and then they deaded it. They were they were gonna bring Enzo over to New Japan with Cass. You know what I mean? They were gonna do a whole program with that shit, and Enzo fucked it up for him. What a dick. So, so who would you guys, you know, let's say none of the none of the companies were fucking with each other. Who would you see WWF best meshing with? Um, if you didn't have AEW and Impact working together right now, AEW and NWA and AEW and AAA, like those are three big companies for them to be working with. Like the dream, honestly, would be WWE and New Japan, just because yeah, there's history WWE, there. WWE, there is a lot of history there. They've done um shows before, like. Macho Man versus Jushin Liger, Hulk Hogan versus fucking Grey Muda, all types of shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They they had a, a bunch of shows that they've done out there. It has it's been a while, but right now with the talent rosters now, for me, it would be WWE and New Japan. Just because some of those dream matches that you can cook up are crazy, bro. Are just the thing is like, insane. like who goes over in those matches? That's the shit. It would have to be. It would have to be booked in a way where some New Japan niggas get a rub and some WWE niggas get a rub and it's like 
the people that get beat are people that can eat those L's and they'll be okay. You know what I'm like, saying? Imagine having an okay. Okada Reigns match. I'm 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 more like Okada Randy Orton. Like that's <laughs> it I want to see. You know what I mean? Like give me that. Yes. Give me Shingo. Yes. Give me Shingo versus Seth Rollins. Give me Shingo. No, no, no. I, I, I would like to see Seth Rollins and Osprey just because of the back and forth they had. Oh, where? Okay. That, that, that. Yeah. Okay. I, and I give me that. and yo and give me Ishimori versus Cedric Alexander. That is fire right there. See, I fucks with that right there. <laughs> I like that. I like you that. Know, give but... me Lee versus Ishii. You know oh. what I mean? Ooh. Give me that. I'm I'm with it. I'm with that. I'm with that. Give me, <laughs> give me Naito versus get out. You know what? Give me Naito versus Orin. Naito versus Orin. Where? Yeah. Give me Naito versus Orin. <laughs> talk about. Yes, sir. What? That would be cr- that would be crazy. And then you have a lot of NXT talent that's been on that side of the world that you could include too. Like that would be. That would be dope, son. That would be so dope. And you know what? Honestly, yo, AW working with Impact is a big fucking deal. And I think WWE is like, yo, it's not just Impact they're working with. They also have a relationship with NWA, who has a big presence online and a big following online. The YouTube channel gets good numbers for those shows. Yeah, and then AAA, which is the biggest fucking, the biggest wrestling company Outside of North America, that's not WWE because they're huge in fucking Mexico and of course they are. So like, my thing is this: you know how they're looking at it? Is it how how Vince? How Vince is probably looking at it? He's like, yo, listen, no matter what, on their best day, and he's talking about NXT and AEW together, they're not, they're not fucking with SmackDown, right? They're not doing SmackDown numbers, right? On their best day, each. Each show is not even doing raw numbers. Right. So he's like, what to him, he's like, what am I really? What is my real competition? Like, and I'm not look, listen, I'm not sliding any of them shows because those shows are pure fire. I AEW at times really gets you. Like this past Wednesday, yesterday was a fire show. Yeah. And we're gonna get a lot more into it, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking like if I was Vince, I'm looking at the show. I was like, all right, cool. They're cool. All right. They're cool with impact. Now they got two nights. Let me see what they do on Tuesday. If they could crack a mill on a Tuesday, then, then I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them some type of an attention. Nigga, if impact cracks a mill on a fucking Tuesday, I'm going to do a backflip off this roof. Are you fucking kidding me? That's why. But listen, they only do about 150,000, 200,000 people watching. And because it's also the network that they're on. That shit's not everywhere, bro. Hey, pero, ¿y quién le manda? Who, who sure, to go with? Them for fucking up um, network deal after network deal after network deal. I, of course, I feel you 100%. At least they're on a network, though. And that says something. You know what I'm saying? No, that, of course that's something. There's something there. Right. That's the no. number one show on, rated on Access. And then on Tuesdays, they own that whole block because Access... Impact is two hours, and then they have a throwback show from 10 to 11 where they show classic matches, which, yo, I don't know if you ever caught some of those Impact on 60. Nigga. They got some classics, yeah. Classics. They showed AJ versus Samoa versus Christopher Daniels the other day, and I hadn't seen it. Oh, for the X Division title? 
that's one of the best matches yeah. I've ever seen yeah. in my life, nigga. Of yeah. all genre, any WCW, WWE, all that shit. That match is fucking crazy, bro. Crazy. Yo, Wood, you need to go out your way and YouTube AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels for the X Division title. Insane. Probably probably TNA's best match ever. Wait, that, that was, <laughs> that, was that around the time they were still doing the, the weekly pay-per-views? No, 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 no. They were not doing the weekly pay-per-views anymore, and they had the six-sided ring. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Right, it was right. It was a couple of years before Hogan came in, but it was well after weekly pay per views. Like they were established on Spike TV at this time, and nigga, yeah, were numbers. They were cracking two million a fucking week. Like I was watching. Impact. This is my thing. If they could, if they could somewhat garner that many views on a Tuesday or maybe yeah. a Wednesday, that's when you're gonna get the attention. That's when Vince is gonna be like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm gonna call this nigga, that nigga, this nigga, that nigga, and we're gonna see what we can do. But it's nothing yet that actually is getting his attention because a lot of people say when Vince has his back to the wall, that's when he's uh, he's at his best because he likes right. to fight. He right. always wants to be the best. He always wants to knock a nigga out. So let's see what happens. So AEW is doing SmackDown numbers. Dynamite is doing SmackDown Raw mm-hmm. numbers. They No, I'm saying oh. hypothetically. Is AEW reaching out to um, Impact? If no. they were, no, nah, they wouldn't. Only and the only reason that they would would is if they had some type of talent exchange type of thing that they're gonna do, like the way they work with AAA. Um, but to be the way that they're presenting it, it's a storyline, so that means it's not just. A, a couple one off or two off type of a deal. They did it because they fucking need the reins. But if them niggas was cracking two million a week, they do not reach out to Impact. E- Impact yeah. is out to AEW for sure, and that might have been how it went down. We still don't know. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Don Carlos reached right. out to Omega. Right. You got I'm, two VPs reaching course. out to each other. You got the mutual ties there between him being the VP of Impact and then Omega being the VP. And of and. So, it was close for Omega to go to Impact. That's it. Just like Jericho. Nigga, when he Jericho was a free was agent. Too. Yeah. So now that all, all that all that's full circle right now. But let's get to the debut 20 years later on TNT of the icon, Sting. Listen, they did I, it. I, can't, I can't hear you, Wood. Bro. Uh, you don't want to hear not what were you saying? I said, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> that, that nah, was horrible. Nah, yo, it was crazy to see Sting. Like, I actually watched when he came out, the entrance was fire. I thought the yeah. music was fire. The soul um, pack. It had real fucking that... snow. That shit was getting like the camera wet, the, the <laughs> lens. So I was like, yo, this shit, it was official. Like, not for nothing, I, I, I was in awe. Yo, but um, the, and your the, man the still guy. looks. Your man still. He don't look old, bro. Nah, he look he good. Yeah. Bro, that was an ill debut. That shit was better than his WWE debut. Nah. Yes, it was. It was. Yes, it was. It his was. WWE, his WWE debut was like it was ill, 
But in the spot that they did it in, and then the clunky fucking interaction between him and Hunter, like, this was much better. He didn't have to hit nobody. He didn't get hit. But you, you know, know why, right? Yeah, you I know. know he, the, he can't do anything. Right, he can't do anything. But even still, that nigga still... What do you think he though? can't do anything? Because he has yeah. spinal stenosis. He can't really... He can't really, you know, do anything physical. Yeah, his last match was against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins gave him a buckle bomb, the power bomb into the corner. Almost broke his neck. I think a whiplashed and fucked himself up, niggas. He's Word. after that, yeah. So he's a prop. He they're he's probably out here for show. They're gonna Yo, he's him, like he's gonna be a mentor, bro. Him and Darby Allen, those yo, those I can see this villain now. That shit's gonna be so fine, yo. That kid, that kid is a motherfucking superstar. Watch. He's a beast, I know. Yo. I know. He, we all we all been said it, but like every time he comes out and every time he ever wrestles, since I've seen that nigga at Evil, bro. Right. He just elevates every time he gets a louder crowd pop. Now he got that title. And like him and Sting doing that face to face, yo, bro. I was like, yes. Yeah. That, that was perfect. That was perfect. But the thing is, and like, yo, dude, it started off promising when when Sting went to WWE. It started it off promising. It did. And I'll be honest, when they said that the match was going to be between him and Hunter, I was like, all right, you know what? I don't know how a match between him and Undertaker would have been at that moment. Right. You know, they're both they're both <laughs> on the wrong Hunter side of at that time. We. Just from watching all this Undertaker shit, and that year, those those couple of years when Sting was there, that nigga was not himself Undertaker. He was mentally nope. beat. You know what I'm saying? After the WrestleMania 30 shit, it fucked him up. So like, who knows? Right? Like you said, it could have been some bullshit. Maybe they would have hurt each other. Like, whatever the case may be. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I right, you know, it is what it is, but. I think, I just think, like, I understand how big of a moment it is for AEW to have somebody like Sting, especially on TNT. I could understand that moment. That's huge for them. It could be a game changer for them. Absolutely. But I think just the aura of looking at Sting in a WWE ring on a WWE pay-per-view is just more of a mind fuck and more of a, like, holy shit moment. I'm not disagreeing with you that at all. Seeing seeing Sting wrestle at a WrestleMania and have the type of match that he had and the moment that he created at the end was fucking incredible, bro. You already know. I'm a huge, huge, huge Sting fan. Since Surface days. Huge. Huge. Since fucking (laughs) Surface Sting days. Like, he was WCW's Hogan, my nigga. Like, that nigga was the man, bro. He was. I that think that man. was the only wrestling buddy WCW had. Luger, <laughs> <laughs> they had a flare. Uh, they had a Barry Windham, but don't don't quote me on that one. Oh man, you were that kid with the Barry Windham wrestling buddy. Oh, <laughs> I had the Hogan, the Macho King, the Ted DiBiase, and I had the Sting, Luger, and Ric Flair one. You I didn't was... get the Bushwhackers? Nah, I did not get the Bushwhackers joint. I got it for fun, bro. I'm not gonna even front. I had the Macho King one, and that's. <laughs> Beat that up the most. The fucking nose is all black from yeah. and shit. Yeah, I used to watch out. You know, the nose used to stick out of them shit, yeah. right? The fucking nose is all black from me hitting it with chairs and shit. Like, I used to wild out. I was wilding. I was that kid that used to use his dining room table, like, 
put it put a wrestling buddy through it say I done broke my diamond. Yo, wow. I, <laughs> I remember I hit you with my PlayStation in a, in a hardcore match. <laughs> you cracked me in the back of the head, almost paralyzed me. While I was about to get DDT'd, this thing hits me in the back of the head. So I get a PlayStation and a DDT, and I still kicked out. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and my PlayStation still worked great. Word, it was lit, because this fucking big bone. <laughs> fuck. Yo, but not, not for nothing, and I said this yesterday, it's a bigger deal for AEW to have Sting than it is for Sting to be in AEW. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, like, and... And niggas love to forget about all the work he put in in fucking TNA. Yo, honestly, as that character, as the Dark Sting character, yeah, the Joker, ca- Joker Sting, fucking TNA, nigga. He worked with AJ. He worked with Samoa Joe. He worked with Kurt Angle. He worked with a re- uh, yep. refreshed Booker T. He worked with fucking Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. He put yep. the title against yep. wrestlers. W niggas wrestled Rhino like Tommy Dreamer, bro. He put in a lot of work in TNA. He got a lot of those people over to the point that their household names now, and a lot of that shit had to run through a sting feud. You know what I'm saying? And like niggas like to shit on veterans for not putting people over and not doing the right thing and this and that. Dude has always been about business, bro. He's he's always been that nigga. Like, and it's dope to see him back on TNT and shit. And let's see what they do with him if they. Pair him up with Darby Allen, that's perfect, my nigga. I just, I don't want to see this nigga take no bumps unless but, he's cleared and he's good. Because, you know what I mean? You don't need to be in a wheelchair. See, my my, my thing is this, though. My thing is this. And I'm not shitting on AEW, bro. I want to make that clear. But why is it when they bring back these old school niggas, everything is perfectly fine? Perfectly fine. I, I, I'll even, to be honest, I'll throw Jericho in there because Jericho's fifty, so he's an old nigga now. Right. He ain't, he ain't none. Of, he ain't one of these new, new niggas coming in late thirties like an AJ Styles. He an old nigga. Right. Coming through, becoming champ, all this other shit, and that shit is okay. WWE does it. The shit is a fucking botch. That's because AW's fan base is just, I don't know, man. Anything, anything for them to, like, like we said it last week, bro. There's niggas that watch that show that no matter what they do, they're gonna defend it to the end. And it's like you can't argue with people like that because you're not seeing things from a broad view. Your fucking tunnel vision is so serious on this one thing. You're not realizing like how bad some of this shit actually is. You know what I'm saying? You're only like, it doesn't matter if it's fucked up. They meant for it to be like that. Like, no, nigga. Can't be like that, bro. That don't make no sense, and it's not fair. And it's like sometimes that's the fucking right call to bring to bring an older nigga in to have him do something exactly or whatever the case may be. So why is it a problem? Why is it an issue with them confirming a storyline? So this old nigga wins the title now, but in six months you're not even gonna remember it because three people got put over in the process, and now the nigga you wanted with the title. Is in the either in the title picture or now he got the fucking title now. All right, then it happened in the pay per view you wanted it, but nigga storytelling like what the fuck? You know, and I I'm not gonna front. I'll, you know, half the time that uh, WWE does this shit, they 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 fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like like fucking Goldberg, 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 Goldberg right. going over the fiend. 
terrible. Straight fucked up. Straight terrible shit. You know Goldberg what I'm going, over, going over Kevin Owens. That's for not I'm not gonna front the fucking the match the match before that the fucking 18 second match with fucking Brock Lesnar. I was like, yo, my nigga, I couldn't move because I was so stunned by this shit. Yes, I remember, nigga, me too. Fuck. I was just like, no, this just didn't happen. And yo, niggas forget that year. Yo, Brock ran through everybody. everybody. He didn't lose. I don't think he lost a fucking match until that Goldberg match that year. Like, he ran through everyone that year, bro. And yeah, that was a big moment. See, that's when. Th- when you do it like that is when it works. But you can't take that type of moment and stretch it into a long storyline. That's it's why like, they fucked it up. How many times can you have that type of a situation? Like, it's just OD. Like, you kind of fig- you figure, like, oh, they're having their third match now? All right, this one's going to go two minutes because the last one was a minute and a half. The first one was 30 seconds. Like, you can't do that shit too much. I mean, AEW doesn't do that too much, but what they do, like, they present these old niggas in such a big light and all this popping circumstance, and it's like, but they're not wrestling. They're managers, or they're fucking commentators, or, like, they're backstage niggas. Like you do all this shit for someone that's not going to be in the ring. Do that shit for someone that's actually going to be active on your roster, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? What the fuck? Yo, was was Undertaker the last wrestler from that era? Still, like... Mean? Like, still active before uh, he retired? Like, from that era, from that, like, early 90 era. Go, um, Goldust. And that Sting, like, how Sting is now. Goldust. Dustin. Yeah, I'm, I, I remember, I'm thinking of Dustin, too, but I was shot. Who else? No, I'll only, only say Blue Dust. I was going to say Blue Dust. Yeah, blue Dust. <laughs> Red Dust. Yo, because it's like, we lost Undertaker, and then literally a week later, we got Sting back. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Right. <laughs> right. It was never meant for them to cross paths, bro. Like, it yeah, wasn't. I, it wasn't I, I, meant I, I play Undertaker versus Sting in 2K20. I, I've done it 10 times, and it's tied 5-5. And, you know, that game is hard as fuck on the hardest level. And it's tied 5-5. When I break the tiebreaker... There we go, and then we got a fucking winner. We can we can forget about it and keep it moving. Fuck it, it's over. Man, so let me let me ask you this. All right, so let's um let's get into SmackDown real quick. We seen a different side of Kevin Owens. I know, I know, Woodrow. He is not your favorite. I know you hate his stunner, and you just don't like anything about him. I totally understand that, but we're starting to see the. I I feel like we're starting to see the Kevin Owens that was in NXT. Finally, and just just that like raw aggression and just being that that evil person that he was, you know, like that evil character that he was in NXT where he just didn't give a fuck. He will throw his best friend through a fucking through a fucking you know. Glass window, just like Shawn Michaels and shit. And one thing that I really, really got stuck with was when he was talking to Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman 
basically like bigged him up so much to the point where he was trying to tell him like, yo, you're like Reigns' biggest challenge at the moment. But never said that he couldn't beat him. Right? When Reigns was going after Brock Lesnar for the for those couple of years, he would always tell Reigns if it was anybody else on any given day, all my money would be on you. But you're not going to beat my client. He didn't have that type of energy when talking to Kevin Owens. How you think? How you think the high chief gonna come out right now? I think it's mind games, bro. I think it's <clears throat> let's lure him in, get him to a point where he's so gassed up that he's ready to go at a hundred miles an hour, and I got a whole plan laid out. Because I know you're going to come at me 100 miles an hour. And that's cool. I'm going to take that beating for a few minutes. But I'm in your head. You're back. You're this. You're that. This aggressiveness. And this, that, and the third. And all this shit. And it's like, beat me. Until you beat me, all those words don't mean shit. And I think that the relationship between Roman and Paul is so different than it is between Paul and Brock. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That... The way that these promos are set up with with the opposing person, with the opponent of Roman, when Heyman is is the is the talking head and they're the ones going back and forth, I think Heyman is setting it up more as a okay, you know, you've done this, that, and the third, and ABC and one, two, three, blah, blah. I'm you're the, my client's biggest challenge now, and all this shit and. But still, it still was in a tone of, you still got to beat him, though. Like, until you beat him, all this gas don't mean shit. So, yeah, he went out. He beat the shit out of Jay Uso with a chair. Fucking whooped his ass with that yep. shit. He looked like Kevin Owens of old. But you saw Roman still stoic, not losing his temper, not losing his cool. Still, like, as a plan did. But you see, you know how, like, sometimes the mob boss, he has to, he has to come out of his shell sometimes and right. lay his hand on somebody. Right. What I want to see on Friday, I want to see him smack the living shit out of Paul Heyman. He might. I just want to, I just like, yo, listen. So or, Kevin, or, he right. just asked him, so you think Kevin wants to beat me? Right. Think he could beat me? I didn't say that, Roman. No, I didn't say that. Answer my question. Can he beat me? But Roman, as soon as he says, but Roman, what the? You think I'm a bitch? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, bro, I think there's a plan there. I think they know what they're doing right now. I think that they're going to let this brew for a little while. And I like this. I like this feud because, yo, an aggressive Kevin Owens good Kevin Owens. Yeah. He's going to bring out a good match out of Roman. And I'm I'm excited for this. I like this. I, I think this is a natural way to go. I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan, but it kind of seems like they got Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn feuding. Maybe they'll come back to Daniel Roman because that storyline is still open right there. Uh, but the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns thing, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I like that. I like that. And with Jay Uso losing his fucking marbles, not knowing what to do every week, just you see him just mentally deteriorating every fucking week on SmackDown is going to yep. get to a point where he just loses his shit and just goes crazy on somebody. Like, 
That and then that that might be when they when Jimmy comes back, and then we'll see what they do with that part of the storyline. But as far as this, yeah, I like this. I like what they're doing with it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, man. Roman right now is just the nigga. Don't gotta say shit. He can just appear on the camera with his just stoic ass face and not say nothing, and they get two million views. That's all. Like it's, it's all right there, B. You know what I mean? Like. That nigga's hitting on all cylinders. Nothing he's doing is wrong. In-ring, promo, just attitude, overall character. His interviews that he does, everything is in character. Like, that nigga is killing it right now, bro. Killing it. He's showing why they put so much time in him for the past couple of years. And all right, I know Vince wanted him to be his next John Cena, but nigga, you got your next fucking Macho King. You got your next Heartbreak John Michaels. You got your next original Razor Ramon, you got your next super heel, yep. superstar right there. And you know what? When they do eventually turn him back babyface later on, he's going to be gonna bigger. Crazy. Right. Bigger than what the the, what the run he had as babyface before. But right now, nigga, nah. he's my favorite nigga in WWE. And that's crazy for me to say for all the time that I hated on his ass. But yeah, bro, you already know. <sighs> Yo, man, shout out to Roman and everything they doing on SmackDown. Yo, but shout out to fucking Doc Hendricks. Fucking <laughs> um, motherfucking Freebird. Yo, I heard he's the one that's um, the one that's behind, you know, with all the writing and the segments and everything to do with Roman with the, all this shit. Yeah, man. Yes, so sir. That's pretty fucking dope. Uh, before we leave. He was also the producer of the the WrestleMania 35 match where Seth came out and cashed in the briefcase. That's fucking that was, phenomenal. That was Doc Hen- That was Doc Hen- This is what you need, man. This yeah. is what you need, though. Because you need wrestling minds. Yes, and, you do. you know, they, they said it sometime this week. They're like, yo, that Bruce Pitchard is like the second, com- second in command in WWE. And he's basically following everything. Right now. Yeah, and everybody knows he's controlling what's going on on Raw. And right. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, you know, undersell anything he's done in the past or anything he's done, you know, at anything all. Anything he's done, because, yo, but, he's been a part of a lot of good, a lot exactly. of... Another nigga like Pat Patterson, bro. A lot of our favorite Stone Cold shit, a lot of our favorite yep. rock shit, a lot of the Undertaker shit. All the American badass shit that was all Bruce Pritchard, that whole run, like a lot of shit he's done. All the Eddie Guerrero shit, putting the yep. title on that was on was all Bruce Pritchard. Like, so you gotta give him props for a lot of his shit. But nigga, but he's not moving. He's okay. not moving with the times, bro. Right. And it's okay. like, and 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 it's not even that because he's not even in the time frame of like two thousand and two to oh eight. Yeah, like his, his, all his shit seems so like through t- towards the wayside. Like everything seems so eighties within within raw. And, and, and don't get me wrong, like a lot of a lot of the old school shit is needed within within wrestling right now. Like ju- just the whole aspect of storytelling and selling, and you know the whole psychology of a match, bro. You know what I mean? And that was one thing that. I had a problem with in the Kenny Omega and and Moxley match. Kenny Omega was working that leg crazy. And you would see Moxley like sell it for a while. 
And then out of nowhere, he was walking all good. And then this is something that so many, like so many fucking people who are supposedly wrestling minds with a podcast now and all this other bullshit got at fucking Matt Riddle for the week before when they were selling, when he, when he, they're like, oh, he didn't sell his leg injury and all this other shit. This motherfucker was doing dance moves. This nigga Moxley didn't sell that leg injury the whole fucking match at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, listen, it let's is, call a fucking spade a spade. Nigga psychology in a fucking match ain't the fucking same anymore. Right. Regardless of any fucking promotion, it ain't the same no more. Right. And the shit, the shit that Pritchard is doing on Raw that's working, it's really working, though. Yeah. But it's like everything else. It's like, goddamn, nigga. It's like you go and you order a plate of food and, like, the rice is good and the meat is good. And your fucking salad is soggy and your tostones ain't got no salt on them. Like, nigga, I don't want half of this shit. Like, you or the beans are cold. Or the beans are cold. Like, they got no, they taste like nothing. Like, nigga, you don't know how to make a full meal? Like, why is it so... Let me not say why is it so hard because, listen, we don't know how crazy it gets backstage. But why is it that the inconsistencies are raw are continued to be the same inconsistencies week after week and the shit that's good is the same shit that's good week after week and it's like... Why can't you bring this up to match or right be right under this story? Like, there's shit that they're doing or there's talent on there that's not being used. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing with these people, bro? What are you doing with these people? Like, you know, like, like Xavier Woods said, like, when the Hurt Business was coming out, he's like, yo, aren't there any other tag teams? Like, what? him saying that, I feel like that was him voice voicing a displeasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's something we've we've said here. Between us three, something we said, yeah, like, yo, where the fuck are the tag teams, bro? Right, right, on some shit, on some shit, bro. And like you, like you were saying about the Kenny and and, and Moxley match, bro. Omega was throwing those V triggers, crisp and sharp. Moxley was not selling them shits. He wasn't selling his strikes. He wasn't selling his moves. He sold that leg for two minutes and got up. He got fucking... He got hit with a V-trigger running, a V-trigger standing. Then he got DDT'd, and then he was up and hit the nigga with a clothesline. What kind of indie shit is this? Y'all niggas is on TV. Fuck is you doing? Bro, that match was whack. Let's keep it nah, I won't, I won't... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah. Nah, I don't think the match was why. I think that they had better chemistry in the fucking street fight than they did in the ring in this match. The best parts of the match were outside, and then the last, like, five, six minutes with all the action, Don Callis getting involved, and then the old school shit with the microphone, which I, listen, I love that. Because as soon as he picked up the mic, I said, I see what's happening. I already knew it. I already knew what was happening. Practice nigga shit, and it's a wrap. But then not only did he hit him, bro, he hit him with like then oh then fucking Moxie sold all those V triggers after getting hit with the fucking mic. You know what I mean? Cut himself with Woodrow with the good eye pointed that out earlier when the ref passed him the fucking shank like them niggas was on on the yard C seventy four one up when you heard. I was out Locked there. In. Crazy. I was out there. But nigga, like and then the win and the heel turn and all that, great, perfect. That was awesome. But I didn't. I wasn't feeling that chemistry. I'm like, bro, these niggas look like they're going through the motions. Maybe because they were resting in 43 degrees. 
It could have been that, but I, I don't know, bro. I, I was not feeling it. I was not feeling it. What do you think, Wood? Yeah, it was a pretty... The the finish was kind of... It was kind of old school in a way. Because it was like, once the singer got hit with the mic, it was like, it was a rap. He didn't get no other hit. No retaliation. You know, he got the clean pin too. It was just, I don't know. It was kind of like, this is how he beat, you know, the champion on TV. But it's, it's uh, he got hit with a mic, and then he got hit, like Bing say he got hit with four knees, and then he you know hit him with the finisher, and it was over. I don't know. They definitely been establishing that finishers ever since New Japan as a one hit a quitter, like yeah, no out of that shit. Which is yo, and that's another old school thing that I like that Omega does. Like your finisher should end your fucking match, right? But yeah. Before it didn't happen in that the mic, Before hitting him with the mic, he hit him with four knees then. And the nigga's just like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there was something about the, the their physicality at the end that was clunky. I don't know. It was just yeah. it was weird to me. Like, it looked like Moxie didn't want to be there on some shit. It really looked like he didn't want to be there. It looked like Omega was trying to get him to, like, bro... What the fuck? Like you're in slow motion. Move your fucking ass. And I don't know, bro. I don't know. Or or maybe or maybe Matt Omega one being built to go past twenty minutes. How about that? It could be that. Or it could be Moxie has to depend on weapons and all this other shit and high spots in the middle of the match so they can lay there and recover so he can give you thirty five minutes, but fifteen of them of shit of that motherfucker's lying on the fucking ground. Maybe it's that. Maybe that nigga's not as good as people say PWI number one wrestler of the year. How the fuck? Because he didn't lose a match? Let's go through those matches. How many of them shits were spent in the ring? Less than half. How many of them niggas was he was spent lying down off a fucking spot? I would say probably half. Of all those matches, the match with Omega, how many fucking spots did they have in that match? That shit went almost 40 minutes. Mad spots in that match. A lot of yeah, laying down. A lot, a lot of shit happened in that match. <laughs> that match was <laughs> That match is off the hook because they beat the shit out of each other. But yeah. I think Moxie depends on a lot of rah-rah and bullshit. As with Omega, that nigga can give you 60 minutes in the ring. We've seen it yeah. multiple times. So of course. I don't know, man. I'm glad he won, though. I'm going to keep it real. I'm glad it's he a, won. It's a change they needed. It's the change they needed to go Absolutely. into the new year. It's a change that they needed. Definitely. Definitely. And he's going to reestablish himself, bro. He's going to be... You see it. He's going to be that cleaner Kenny Omega he was in New Japan, bro. And that nigga was a nutcase fucking heel when he played that character. So it, It's going to be great to see. It's definitely going to be great to see. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad, bro. I'm, I'm glad he, he got that title. Just, it's good that it's one of their people that is, has their main championship right now. You know what I'm saying? But that's something that's been a fucking issue for me since Jump With Them. But I'm glad they finally got that right. And yo... They got it right on a really good episode of Dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Like, the match might have not been great, but the whole show was really good. From the opening, like, all the shit was pretty good on, on Dynamite yesterday. So, it was dope. It was dope. Definitely. definitely. Hey, good, man. Word up. Um, but uh, before we get out of here, uh, I want to get into NXT War Games. Oof. Uh, We've seen a lot of buildup within the past two weeks. We've seen two, we seen two ladder matches. Um, 
Pat McAfee's team. Pat Mac, shout out to fucking Pat McAfee. He is a natural when it comes to this shit. Yeah, you know he reminds me on the microphone, and you might you might think I'm bugging out. His mic work reminds me of WWF Heenan family Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. He's that. Mm. He's that slick with the wordplay and the puns and just getting himself over as a fucking millionaire and just all the shit that he says. I'm like, yo, this nigga, he talks shit for a living and I see why, bro. He yo. <laughs> when he was talking about the new, the, the Undisputed Era, he's like, we had to sit back and watch their black tie affair dinner, drinking their boxed wine <laughs> and $2 pizzas. <laughs> like, yo, he, he, he went in. And for him to do that, because that segment wasn't shown to him before. Right. For him to see that and then 20 minutes later come up with something, like, major to say about it and make it seem bigger than what it was, is like, yo, this guy, he's 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 it, bro. Like, this, this is his realm. Pro wrestling is for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited to see him get back in the ring to see what he's going to do in that double cage. He he needs to he needs to fly off of that shit. He need to do something. Should I think by Jimmy Snucker, bro. I'm gonna keep it real. I think that team's gonna win. No, definitely. I think they're gonna win, and I think that's gonna a, that's gonna start the the dissension of the undisputed era losing this war games match. But I'm also thinking it could also start the second championship. Uh, what they call that? The golden the golden, golden. prophecy. Yeah, I think that could start it. They could win the war games, right? And go just get to go into the next takeover. The first thing they take is the, is those tag titles. Yeah, you I know, and that. then you I know, and that. then yo, listen, we can have another Finn, Adam Cole, or maybe Finn and Kyle Riley, or maybe this could also lead to, like you just said, like the demise of the undisputed, where maybe Kyle Riley breaks loose. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the one that breaks loose during war games. Maybe. I mean, in war games, we've seen a lot of great turns in war games, bro. Heard up. You know, so that, that, could, that could happen as well. Remember last year's war games when fucking Kevin o, the fourth partner? That Yo. is shit, bro. But Kevin Owens, of course, did his thing. Did of course. His thing, no, definitely. Well, I mean, please go back to War Games of last year and watch that. Word, bro, for real. All right, we're gonna make you a Kevin Owens fan before well, January. I didn't mind Kevin Owens. I, the stunner <laughs> just fucking it just honestly just made me not fuck with him. Like I don't know. No, <laughs> it ugly ass stunner, but maybe he does it like that on purpose, like because you know he's good in the ring he could definitely smooth that shit out if he wanted to oh definitely he, you know, he's too good for that shit to look so ugly word up like he, he for a nigga like listen he's a fat nigga and he don't hide it for a fat <laughs> and not like a not a brolic nigga just a fat nigga with a belly some of the shit he does in the ring is crazy for somebody that size bro like niggas gotta get that nigga's props yo word I'm telling you B we're gonna make you a Kevin Owens fan son you're gonna be out here rocking KO shirts, talking in a real accent. Yeah, I, I actually, yo, I, I, never. Bought, I actually bought two on Black Friday for for uh for Secret Santa for Wood. 
<laughs> we didn't even have a secret Santa. I just bought it for him just so he could rock. Fight Owens, fight. <laughs> KO Owens, KO. It's <laughs> a sick purchase you made. <laughs> well, only for the best, my man. <laughs> Yo, not, what about um this woman's takeover match, man? I think that build's been pretty good too, bro. Yo, my those, man. Those this is what I'm gonna ask you right now. Fixed out there right now, B. Yo, what I'm telling you, do not go take a piss, do not go take a shit, do not nah. smoke a L. Watch the women's war game match. These bitches do are gonna be us that favor. Two rings, double cage, and all of them are gonna be on their period at the same time. It's fucking crazy. You're hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> This mad tampon yeah. flight. Yeah. Yo, you're I a dick. Fun to but a listen, yeah. I'm telling you, they got the eight best of yeah, NXT. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going oh, in. Awesome shit. Yeah, this definitely. They got the eight best of NXT going in, and this is going to be insane. Last year's war game match. Remember when fucking um, Io Shirai did the moonsault off the cage? Yeah, through the table. Wasn't it through a table? <laughs> yeah. Nigga, the moon saw yesterday. Like, what? That chick is... Bro, Yo, she's phenomenal. Ill, bro. She's, she's so ill. ill. So fucking ill. But, um... I think, um, I think, I think, I think the baby I, face is going to win this one because of the... I'm, the storm and all that. Yeah. Definitely. I think the baby face is going to take it. I'm very torn right now between which match I want to see more. If it's the women's war game match... Or Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh, yo, Ciampa got snuck a win on him. Thatcher's really good, but I they were I, yo <clears throat> Ciampa. They remember when they when he came back and he was he beat up Jake Atlas. They were trying to establish him back as you know Psycho Ciampa heel. Yeah, because the people were not with it. He's a babyface. Like he love can't. Him. They love it's him. A, over. He can still be psychotic, but he's gonna be a fucking baby face. It don't matter what he does. Like, I mean, I think this is Thatcher's time to get a win on a on a takeover. Honestly, I think he's gonna take. See, it. but this is this is the thing. This is where I feel like they kind of pigeonhole themselves sometimes in the booking, where they put two people that could have an amazing match, two people that the fans love. They they love Thatcher, but they love to boo him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But they respect him in the ring, so it's like. Do you give him the win, or do you give Champa the win? Because the last time Champa was at a fucking takeover, he got he got his shit caved in. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he hasn't really gained any traction through wins because he'll win one or two matches and then lose a big one. But Thatcher also like lost his last takeover match. Yeah. Last match. Lost on he, he's lost more than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? He lost his last couple matches on TV. So like. I think it might be his time to get him a win. Champa could eat that loss and he'll be fine. They can keep the feud going, but I think it's Thatcher's time. I'm, I'm going to just keep it real. And I'm I'm excited for that because they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Yes. The same they, shit when we seen Thatcher versus Oni Larkin, bro. Fuck, that was good. Shout out to Orny and Danny Burch and that heel turn because, yo, they were such a good babyface team. They got great pops when they came out. Yeah, the hell yeah. Hard. But this heel turn, Danny Burch is a natural heel, so it just it works for them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, 
the three-way match, though, for the North American title with Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, whiny-ass Johnny, and my son, Damon Priest. You already know what's going on. Boricua! Yo, your godson out here. Looking like he's trying to be a two-time North American champion. <laughs> yo, yo, did you um did you become his godfather at Saint Anne's? Nah, nigga, it was at Saint Raymond. Saint Raymond's. Saint Anne's is where the crackheads is at. <laughs> it was at the it was in the community room of Patterson Projects. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta walk around 50 niggas standing outside, but they're gonna let you in, bro. You good. Oh, shit. They didn't bring it out here to Queens and go to St. Fidelis or anything oh, like that? Niggas said St. Fidelis in Diablo. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um. Or, or did, did he did he come with us and they come with us to the to the religious sessions at St. John's Vianney? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was... Bible study slash squeeze someone's titty in the closet. <laughs> slash, slash, we're going to fight after church. <laughs> we're going to smoke bud in the church parking lot. Oh, <laughs> Yo, I got a bottle stashed outside in the bush. Right after this hand, on, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. On a, or, oh, my so. God. Good times. Yeah, uh, what, what about that match uh, got, got you got you hyped? Because... I mean, we're we're getting a, a new star within um, we uh, Leon Ruff, fucking dope, bro. Like he's, yeah. I think he's just he's good in the ring. He's just good character. You can tell what they're doing with him, where he's like this goofy, like starstruck. Oh man, I got the title type of thing that he's doing. It's dope because he he got fire. He can show the fire. We already know how fucking good Gargano is. His yeah. work. And all that niggas know the deal. Fucking every title in NXT, we already know the deal. Honestly, this is the time to make Damian Priest. And by him winning it again and pinning Gargano, or the latter match. So by mm-hmm. him winning it again decisively over both of them and letting him have a long run with it puts him in the main title picture eventually. Right now, he's good where he's at. And Leon Ruff is super new, so he's fine eating this L. And Gargano, too. He can, he's always in around that title picture. But to me, they got to put the title back on Damon Priest to reestablish him. Even if they turn him heel and he fucking got to do some fucked up shit to Ruff to win the title, I don't give a fuck. But he's the guy right now that you should be putting your money on. Gargano's always going to be there. And rough is the future, but Priest is a nigga for right now. Just my opinion. I just feel like they have to somehow get Priest to the NXT title picture. Right. They do. They absolutely, absolutely. And by him winning now, holding on to that title and defending it and beating a couple of names along the way, maybe by like WrestleMania season, he's in the main title picture. You know what I'm saying? But from now until then, he got to have another little dominant run. He's beating a couple of people. You know what I mean? And yeah, because I think he's the perfect one to take it from uh, take it from Finn. If it comes to, like, NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania season, I, I mean, I, mean, you're I, forgetting. Think, I think a Damian Priest-Finn match will be fire. 
you're forgetting who's lurking in the motherfucking shadows and about to come back any week now is fucking Cross, who never lost that title. So you, he's going to be put right back in the title picture when he comes back. So that's why I feel like they can hold Priest back for now and let him run with the North American title. And then around WrestleMania season, it's his time. Because I think when Cross comes back, he's going to be the first one to challenge for that championship. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot about Cross. So let's see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Let let's see if he if he garners as big of a of a presence as he uh, as he had when he Party first came. Right. Yeah. So I mean, let's so see what happens. You don't think well, what they did with the you know the Capital Wrestling Center, how they got it set up and all that shit, like that entrance in there when he does come back, he's gonna get he's gonna get a reaction because yo he's another nigga like. Natural star, natural yep. promo, in-ring, his shorty being his valet, and she's a bad little French chick or whatever she is. Like, yeah, bro. He, the whole thing works. It works. So I think it'll it'll just pick up <laughs> where it's off. I, honestly, I think so. And I hope it does because he's fucking, he's ill with it. Right. Killer. Words. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Let's see what happens, man. Um, So, uh... Yo, Wood, you say you had a joint for today. The Rock Marshall. Yo, so I recently got into fucking Flea Lord. I have not. This is a name that I've heard for like a couple years. Never Yo. really listened to Duke's music. My son is actually really nice. Makes yeah, some really dope music. Spits over some really dope beats. So he got a joint with my boy, Rock, uh, Rock Marciano. I know Bing's not too fond of him, but he's definitely one of my favorite rappers. As far as they got a joint called Ice Water. All right, all right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna end it off with that then. Why yeah. not? Flea Lord, nigga. Eleven mixtapes. Lord. He dropping another one around Christmas. Like that dude's work ethic is though. I've been fucking with him for a minute, and like that I know which tape that song is off too. That that tape is dope. Um, that's the shit with him and, and um. This producer me fucks, I think his name is. That nigga, that tape is dope. Yo, but, fucks with Flea, man. Yo, would, but I'm telling you, you gotta listen to that Ito Brigante album, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot to put that, but yeah, yeah, that's on my that's on my list. Alright, yeah, you seen uh you seen my man Freddie Gibbs getting a nice little Grammy nomination? Of yeah. course, yeah. Yo, and then you know, they actually like had real rappers for for the hip hop <laughs> um, nominations. Well, they had that. They had Gibbs, Nas. Um, who else was Royce. it? Royce. Royce. Royce the Five Nine. Was it Gibbs, Nas, Royce the Five? Um, Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Some dude that signs a top dog. That supposedly he sounds like he sounds like Kendrick. Oh, trouble. Trouble. No, 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 not trouble. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know he's on B something or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know he's talking about. I mean, yo, it's Nas's award to win this time, bro. 14. Nah. Yo, Nas has had like 10 fucking nominations, bro. 14. 14 nominations, nigga. And That's never crazy. Never got one. Like, Jalex, as dope as it was, I don't think it's Grammy worthy. I think they put it there because of his Jay Z affiliation. Royce. 
I, I don't know, man. He's he's hit or miss to me. But if he's up there, then he probably has to. Now that was a yeah, that was a really good album. I haven't. And I didn't check it. I thought Little like, Baby would be on that shit. Me like, too. His bro. run was crazy. Yeah, I mean he he's he's there for um, what you call it? Song of the best year. Best rap song. Yeah, best rap song. Yeah, and yo, that dude, that kid, and I don't really fuck with that type of rap, but he he be saying some shit. Like he's not like these other niggas that just be blah 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 blah. blah. He got some bars. Like he's he's pretty dope, little baby man. He got some shit out there. I heard that's a really yo, solid. One more thing. One more thing that's not wrestling related, but it is hip hop related. Um, everything that's going on with uh, Casanova. Yeah, man. He turned himself in. He did. Yo, Bro. yeah, he did, and nothing. Then like his his wife put a post up. It was mad sad, you know what I'm saying? Because she's like, you know, she was like upset, obviously that she was driving him over to the fucking to the fucking Fed building or wherever the hell she took him because it was the fucking Feds looking for him to turn himself in or whatever. So it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucked up, especially getting hit with a RICO charge, like, which really means, like, he got no real fucking evidence that he was a part of anything. He just be with certain niggas that was doing certain things. And you know how easy that shit is. Yeah, bro. When you know niggas, especially in New York, Especially when you outside or whatever, you know you give dap to twenty niggas. You don't know what them twenty niggas is doing. Like when you walk away from them, so to get some caught up in some shit like them niggas from got murder to fucking tax yeah. evasion and mad yeah. shit like fucking it's crazy, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucked up, man. So you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like I hope, hope he does it, his thing. Fucking crazy that he's. In that shit, especially, like, with, you know, like, the position he's in in his life. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know, bro. Bro, you already know some niggas give it up, bro. Some niggas just can't give it up. And even if he wasn't doing anything, just the fact that he knows niggas that the the people are affiliated with him, he got caught up. And then they got video of his, his fucking girl's best friend supposedly, like, putting the whole fucking game plan now how they map the whole shit out like about everything he knows about this he knows about that he knows about this and, and yeah he knows about it but is he involved that's the shit with these rico cases and it's like it don't it sometimes it don't matter like if this case is strong against the people that they know are involved strong enough that they can get time more than likely you're gonna get it too even if your involvement is some bullshit that's why that rico shit is fucked up bro the Rico yeah, shit I is exactly I hang out with nobody, nigga. I don't know none of you niggas. I said you niggas a fucking carrier pigeon. Don't dap me. Don't call me. <laughs> Send me a smoke signal. Fuck out of here. I'm Send good. Send a raven, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yo, up. Uh, yeah. This was episode 132. That's crazy. And we are... The 20 by 20 podcast, and I'm your host, Nate the McFly Wit. Shit, nigga Woodrow, man. Yo, love y'all niggas. Stay safe. Appreciate everybody for listening. We motherfucking out here as we should be. Uh, before we go, Knots, you got a new uh, design. 
Mm. Saw you rocking. You know, I mean, you know, I'm just gonna put out there a little shine. I saw you rocking stuff. You wanna talk about where you was rocking? Mm. Yo, all I gotta say is December 15th, baby. Mm. December 15th. Bang. You drop. Bang. You drop. New drop, new drop, December 15th. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. It's your boy B-I-N-G Bing. Y'all heard y'all already know what's up, man. 2020 podcast game. My niggas love y'all. Storyline tease. Shit's getting cooked up. It's crazy, bro. December 15th, new drop. Go get that for your for your nice little warm winter hoodie needs. You know what I'm saying? We got some good shit there. And yeah, man, you already know B episode 132. That's fucking crazy, bro. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> Yo, what? What yeah. the fuck? My nigga dip. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck, my nigga? What the fuck what? I'm here? Shout, shout out to Nathan, nigga. No, you didn't. I said shout out to the motherfucking nation. Shout out motherfucking her business. And shout out Los Bolivar. Yes, I did. No, in the you beginning. Didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you a 20 by 20. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I bet you a 20 by 20 t-shirt. One of the old ones. The first ones. Run <laughs> <laughs> that shit back, boy. <laughs> I bet. bet. Hi, <laughs> man. We definitely doing that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Be safe. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Fuck. What up, Lord? Hey. What up, whoa, whoa? What up, whoa, whoa? What up, whoa, whoa? What up, whoa? Motion picture shit. Motion picture shit. Smoking, getting lit. Smoking, getting lit. Army on the streets. Huh? What the coke are getting flipped. Whip, whip. Water on my arm, gas in my lungs, dirt in my nails, mask and a gun. Whoa. European steppers. Got the hoochies being extra. My slow flow is unmatched. You don't know big gun clap. Shooting dice in the hood. Leaning over. Hunchback. Big shout out to my free lunch niggas. Law. Who re up quicker. Whoa. Won't leave no witness. Started on the monkey bars. Now we renting junkie cars. They don't know I buy a saw. Cause they all want it hard. German engineering. Got me swerving what I'm staring. Crib way in the cut. I ain't serving niggas near it. Nah. Private jet with the windows cracked, flowing on the ocean, blowing endo packs. You know I'm on it, that's a big old fact. You say I owe, that's a big old cap. You cap. All my shit, automatic. Beef, I point the 40 at it. <laughs> Where you bag it, hide the food inside my auntie cabinet. Fish getting fried, fish getting fried. While rich niggas hide, rich niggas hide. Streets need to eat, streets need to store. Risk getting tired, ounces in my ashtray. Huh? Counters ringing cash made. Woo. Big homie in the bin. Yeah. Working out to his last day. I done watched all the greats. Watched all the greats. Hopped all the states. Hopped all the states. Woke up in cold sweats and washed it off my face. Look. These lyrics filled with spirit. Them dealing niggas, they feel it. Police gone wait 30 fucking minutes. When I hear this Since the younger been busting moves, scuffing shoes, hustling, busting my tool. When you up your tools, so you buzz it full. The big 40 double with the muzzle screw. Protrude out the bubble goose. I got a couple nuggets loose. My brother send you to the upper room. You won't love the view. Hope your credit good. Had to get the shit out the mud. Niggas nut hub. Bunch of bumps. Might bring the pump to pump to your lungs and go have lunch. A glass of rum punch. A classic tux with the gat tuck. Cumberbund. 
Full metal jacket body, bachelor parties, black Ferraris <laughs> Marty McFly's and some hard cardies I believe these belong to Bob Marley Pardon me, Paul McCartney Why even bother arguing with me? I'm hard to reach, I'm in God's seat We eat and flee, aren't we? Hardest Prince Marky D My discography's like a pharmacy Just to think this all started with one pharmacy Sees me like Marcy, you like a father to me. Even your mama wink. Mm. If she bad and wanna ride with the team, I can accommodate. Diamond change, y'all guys all commonplace. I got my dollar straight to chop and turn your face to a fireplace. We playing for higher stakes, firing out the great wave. Bang bang. Know what I'm saying? Bang. Moss, motherfucker.